0: Super Talk Mississippi media production.
1: This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: Real talk for real Mississippians. Now, here's your
2: host, JT.
1: Mississippi to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Wednesday, February the 10th. Gerard Gibbard, Rhino in the studio. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. Tell us again what day is this? Oh, D. Indeed it is. Moving right along. We seem to be through the month of February. Golly. So though we are enjoying this rather mild weather. It's just a tease. <laughs> that is a calm before the old storm, as they say, isn't it?
3: And speaking of storms, there have been a few little surprises on different ends of the Magnolia State. In the, the northwest corner, there's the threat of wintry precipitation. And along the Gulf Coast, there have been some pop-up thunderstorms producing hail. That is weird.
1: That... uh. Is reflective of the diversity it's of the of the course for Mississippi <laughs> That's weather. That's right. One end of the spectrum to the other, as they say. So, uh, you know, just a little follow up on the Super Bowl, which we talked about at length, as we should, this past Monday, the day after the Super Bowl. Uh, Tom Brady. You know, he uh, he works for I should say he's a spokesperson. Paid spokesperson. Promoter. For Under Armour. And he was working fiercely to ensure <laughs> the Nike logo did not appear. He was... <laughs> contorting his clothes and his hat and stuff. This was a story released after the bowl because he's an Under Armour guy, but the NFL has a contract with Nike. So he was was trying to ensure that the Nike logo got sort of second billing since he's an Under Armour guy. That's kind of interesting. Also, the Honey Badger, as we talked about, and he had a little scuffle... Exchanging pleasantries were they on the field, and Brady texted an apology after this, you remember, there was a rather cryptic tweet made by
3: Matthew. Yeah, it alluded to the fact <laughs> that Brady said something, and Tyron Matthew responded, and it was the response that got the flag, which yeah. upset him. And he said he wasn't going to repeat what was said to him.
1: ESPN reports that Tom Brady apologized to Matthew via a text following the game for, quote, for losing his composure in the moment of the game, end quote. And Brady also spoke very highly of Matthew, I mean, he's an outstanding athlete. Obviously, spoke very highly of him throughout the l- week leading up to the game. But Matthew was not happy with his actions during the game. Let him know it. I guess the bottom line is these two multi-millionaire, world-class athletes have kissed and made up. Shall we say? Seems to be. <laughs> The, uh, the status of that, which is uh, interesting. Oh, boy. Also, Bruce Springsteen. Little, little additional information about that rather odd commercial that featured the boss in the center, geographic center of the nation, Lebanon, Kansas. The small little chapel that sits on what is considered the perfect geographic center of the nation. You remember that, the boss. Well, he was calling for unity, as you recall. Was it the reunited states of America?
3: Yeah, that was the, the phrase to end the two-minute-long snooze fest.
1: Imposed on an outline of the, a graphical outline of the nation. You know, <laughs> Mr. Calling for Unity has been an outspoken critic of Donald Trump, has Bruce Springsteen. No secret about that. I just found it odd he would be selected as the one who should call for unity and healing. Seemed a little weird to me. But he is... Uh, and we talked about how <laughs> the owner... There of Jeep, or not the owner, the CEO, Mr. Francois, had been trying to persuade Bruce for quite some time, decades actually, is what the report indicated, to be a spokesperson and get on board with the car maker. And he got him to do this one, but you just wonder would he have done that during the Trump era? Did he wait till Trump was defeated? He being an outspoken critic of the former president.
3: Or does he just need some uh, some lawyer money for his DWI he got a couple months ago?
1: Oh, I see.
3: <laughs> he got a DWI. Oh, yeah. He got popped for driving while under the influence or while <laughs> intoxicated or whatever the, the terminology is. And uh, that was in November. And his <laughs> his arraignment, his court date is in the next few weeks. Huh. So we needed a little dough to cover his court cost and has the so jeep forth. check cleared? <laughs> My lawyer's on the phone. All
1: right, so this is something I want to call your attention to that's rather interesting. First, Springsteen, no fan of Donald Trump. Second, the county which is the home to Lebanon, Kansas. It went seventy three percent for Donald Trump. So that's the center of the country. You could argue that's the middle, because that's what he was calling for, remember? Let's get back to the middle. Well, the middle, physically, went 73% for Trump. And isn't it weird how our nation has kind of evolved in that respect, where you go to the coast, it's deep blue, and then you've got this giant expanse of area, which is more conservative in nature. It's uh, it's just, and then that's kind of the distinction, I should say, or the characteristic of our politics. It's, it's kind of been boiled down to that. But I just thought it was weird that you picked this guy, Bruce Springsteen, and I'm not sure who the perfect spokesperson could have been. Let's face it, it was strange anyhow that a car company ran
3: such an ad. That was weird to start with. Especially one that drug out for two. It was the only one that I remember that was two minutes. Okay. So the
1: the Toyota one, which also... That was a minute. That was a minute, which was, I thought, well done, and a great message, and a non-political message, right? This right. one was a little political, you'd have to argue.
3: Kinda, by, by including Springsteen, it kind of makes it political, well, and based I, on his political speech. Agree. But I would also say... It would be like getting Madonna when she said she wants to blow up the White House. Oh my gosh.
1: Coming on the heels, shall we say, of Joe Biden, who absolutely lectured us for months about uniting and healing, but is not governed with that approach whatsoever. It does not appear. So, by the way, did you happen to see any of the interview with Joe The Super Bowl interview, we talked a little bit about that Monday with NBC's Nora O'Donnell. At the end there, there was a message from First Lady Jill Biden. She was, I guess, in the White House, I'm not sure, laying on the ground or kneeling sort of on the floor, not the ground, the floor, had their two dogs in the view. Fireplace, I believe, roaring in the background. And her message was something I've never heard before. I mean, revelational. Wear a mask. I hadn't heard that one. And she said, even when you're outside walking your dogs, wear a mask. Now, I got to tell you, I comply with the mask orders. I, I do it. It ain't that big a deal. However,
3: I saw a video yesterday of a guy that had a had a stroke of genius and acted on it. He has a custom mask made, okay? That is a picture of his face improperly wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> so the mask is covering his full face, but the mask on the front looks like his face with the mask <laughs> around his chin. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I guess
1: I'm just tired of these pompous politicians and in this case politician spouse lecturing scolding admonishing i actually think it has the reverse effect i think it i think it engenders defiance just to spite them it's no question about it we'll come back after we take a led zeppelin break here I think we got C Spire in the studio today to talk about their investment in 5G. Stay with us, the JT show continues.
4: What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Fan Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors. And completely restore its youth.
5: Hey, there's hair on my head again.
4: If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other.
6: Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit seabrookpaints.com.
5: Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call Two Men in a Truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit twomininatruck.com.
9: Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just
10: that, a family.
2: It was just a good
10: experience in in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they all (laughs) are. I was just so excited because...
9: It was exactly what he tells you. I cried. (laughs) I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876.
4: There's something about tradition that always says a lot An honest dedication and work that's not forgotten
2: Pride is what we lean on Customers that know there's not a better body shop No matter where you go We don't use fancy gimmicks We're proven, tried and true Smith Brothers Body Shop The best from us to you
8: The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. The Wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the Metro. Call 769 208 8283. That's 769 208 8283. 769 208 8283.
12: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson
1: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk,
2: Mississippi.
1: Gerard and Rhino in the studio just reading this tweet from Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick, an ESPN sports journalist. Pretty well known. So he is lashing out, is he, at Mark Cuban. Owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, oh
3: yeah.
1: <sighs> he canceled the national anthem at the Mavericks Games. Now, apparently this happened some time ago, is this year. I don't think they've played it at any game. Home game this year. Is my understanding. Uh And it it kind of went under the radar. A lot of stuff has, I guess, uh, because of COVID. He said he instructed the team to stop playing the national anthem before its home games this season. Quote, it was my decision, and I made it in November. Cuban, of course, declined to comment further.
3: Because nothing he says will help him in either direction. Correct. If he didn't cancel it for the right reasons, oh, you're canceled. If he canceled it for the wrong reasons, oh, you're – I mean, why'd you cancel it? Why, why, dude? Any answer you give is not going to really help you, but why? Well, I'm trying to
1: find Dan Patrick's tweet in response to – Look it up right now. You could probably find it as well, Rhino. But he he lashed out at him. He gave him a little piece of his mind. Did Dan Patrick? Good for him. What Cuban says is, if they were, and this is a quote, if they were taking a knee, it's
3: because it's a different Dan Patrick.
1: Ah, so it's not the ESPN, Dan? It's the
3: Lieutenant Governor of Texas.
1: Ah, that's right. Same name, which makes sense because he tweeted on behalf of the state of Texas. You
3: you got it? You want to read it? Yeah, he says, At Mark Cuban, your decision to cancel our national anthem at Dallas Mavericks games is a slap in the face to every American and an embarrassment to Texas. Sell the franchise, and some Texas Patriots will buy it. We are the land of free and home of the brave. Bravo. You're right. I forgot the Lieutenant Governor bears the same name as the
1: ESPN journalist. My apologies for that. It really doesn't matter. The message, I thought, was spot on. Cuban says, if they were taking a knee, talking about his players, and they were being respectful, I'd be proud of them. Hopefully, I'd join them. He did not accompany the Mavericks to the bubble at Disney World, but via Twitter, shortly after his ESPN appearance, this is what... The billionaire, Mark Cuban says, the National Anthem Police in this country are out of control. Uh, Are there National Anthem Police? If you want to complain, complain to your boss and ask why they don't play the National Anthem every day before you start work.
3: Because we don't have 50,000 Americans paying to watch us do it. Uh,
1: And that's just in the stands, right? Those present... Come on. So here's the deal with that. Uh, Yeah, Caleb and Stark will appreciate that. Different Dan Patrick, uh, right, as as Rhino pointed out. Thanks, uh, Caleb. So the deal is you can, on the one side, clamor for unity and healing and reunited and all of those bromides. But on the other hand, we can't even get behind... A national anthem. We we got to have conflict and contention about that. Can not we just find something we can all align with or behind? Something. It ain't the Pledge of Allegiance. And I'm not saying that I think anybody ought to be compelled. But I think as a responsible business person who owns. A professional sports franchise where the tradition has been forever to play the national anthem is that such a problem it's pandering let's face it it's pandering
3: it's placating it's virtue signaling it's absolutely showing look that, at how you know, righteous I am yeah. in the eyes of idiots with zero wisdom or life experience Oh. Because you have to be pretty naive and simple-minded to buy into the left's narrative. What is it accomplishing? Absolutely nothing.
1: Th- that's the whole point.
3: They like we- to call themselves progressives, but they're not getting any progress done. They, they- just spin their wheels and take your money.
1: <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Ken from Long Beach says they played it every morning where I worked for 20 years. I, You know... I certainly think that so here's the deal. The reason the Mavericks, by the way, are able to not play it at their games is because the NBA, given the special circumstances of playing professional basketball in the COVID era, allowed each franchise to kind of set their own pre game routine. That's that's the way I interpreted the ESPN report. Which is why I think he's the only franchise, the Mavericks, by the way, that are not playing. If I'm not mistaken, that are not playing it. But you sort of wonder if that's not going to catch fire and prol- proliferate across the rest of the NBA.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, you have some pretty smart people because they're billionaires. They have to be to, to make that much money. Oh geez, but they're they're so caught up in approval from people who aren't going to spend money on a ticket to come see the game but they're they're so worried about those invisible internet cool points that yeah they're going to be like hey mark cuban did it and got all this attention i'm going to do it it's it's almost like how they self-exonerate
1: it's it's the self-acquittal i, I admit it's basically saying i admit. I, I'm a bad person, I've got privilege, I'm supremacist, all that stuff. And this is how I'm going to sort of check the box, and, and this is the penance, I guess, I'm going to pay to be forgiven and acquitted. It's it's just crazy. but So I don't think there are any other franchises, if I'm not mistaken, but again, you wonder... How long until this becomes the typical situation?
3: You know, in the meantime... I would argue they are trying to paint it that way already. Look at look at what about half the country has done for the last five years. It, well, go back even farther than that, because you had the Obama apology tour. People yeah. are embarrassed to be Americans. Hmm. And it it... It boggles the mind, and i it, that's why I say it comes from naivete, because they literally have it better than anybody else in the world, and they're griping about it. Yeah, I totally agree.
1: It, and it's completely misguided priorities. And my concern, of course, is that while we're arguing over this kind of stuff, and gender and where you go to the bathroom and things like that, which locker room you could use and which sports team you can play on. Our most ardent foes on the world stage, they're plotting to take us down and using all of their marshalling, all of their resources, all of their assets, all of their know-how to do so. And we're wrapped up arguing over this garbage. John and Pearl reminds that Dan Patrick, the old ESPN reporter, uh, journalist. He's been gone for 10 years. He's with Fox. Yeah, I I do remember that, appreciate that. I did always enjoy him uh, when he was with ESPN. He was one of the few. I can't hardly watch it anymore. It's become so woke. Speaking of which, the ratings did come out. You know, we tried to find something other than some local ratings, which I think you provided us uh, the other day on Monday, Rhino. But the ratings did come out. And they ain't good as far as the Super Bowl is concerned. It fell to its lowest number in 15 years. Hmm. Average 91 million viewers down 8% from Fox's telecast of the Chiefs and 49ers last year. This also includes Nielsen's new out-of-home viewership metric. That's interesting. So even with that, Lowest TV-only audience for the big game since Pittsburgh played Seattle in 2006. Is that a trend? Just seems like a lot of people have lost interest with this political, correct, social justice messaging taken front and center instead of just playing football. People are, I think, done with it. We'll take a break and come back with CSpire talking to us. I think we got um, Dave Miller, right, going to join us. We'll talk about their investment in 5G. The JT Show continues after this. You
11: know, when reality sets in and you hear those words, we're moving, creates lots of emotions. their home sold in just days and for $2,500 over the list price. Lee Garland gives you the options like instant cash offer with no showings, no repairs or hassles, just cash. So after you utter the words, we're moving, call my friend Lee Garland on the Garland Group of EXP Realty. 601-983-1130. And check them out online at LeeWillBuyIt.com. That's LeeWillBuyIt.com.
13: Find new roads.
12: The American Heart Association is working to put water within reach of Mississippi children. That's why we're asking you to support House Bill 925. This important legislation would make clean water more accessible to school students and mitigate the spread of germs. By ensuring newly constructed and majorly renovated schools include water bottle filling stations, we can improve the health of Mississippi children. Text ms to 46839. I'm Andy
14: Davis, and
12: you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Vicksburg Mayor
14: George Floyd says he does not anticipate the elimination of the mask mandate anytime soon.
13: Regardless with the governor, regardless with the president, regardless what anybody do, I see it for at least another three to six months. I'm not going to relieve that uh, restriction until uh, a higher percentage of uh, our people have taken the vaccine. And I see that the numbers are lower than uh, we've had before.
14: And a long time, Mississippi judge has passed away from COVID-19 complications. Circuit Judge Eddie Bowen of Raleigh passed away Sunday at the age of 71. He was appointed by Governor Haley Barber and served as circuit judge of the 13th Judicial District for more than 10 years. He was also a member of the Mississippi National Guard from 1967 to 1984, leaving the service at the rank of major. For Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
7: As stewards of the land, we know you are all-stars, so leave it up to us at Mississippi, Arkansas Ag for your John Deere All-Star Package. The 3025 d tractor plus loader, box blade, rotary cutter, and a trailer will keep you ahead of the game at just $349 per month. Leave it up to us or visit any of our 16 locations or agup.com for more information. Offer ends 1031-2021. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details.
0: A new voice is here on Super Talk Mississippi, Dan Bongino. He's a former Secret Service agent, police officer, best-selling author, and host of the fastest-growing conservative talk show in America, The Dan Bongino Show. Each weeknight starting at 11, Dan Bongino tackles the hottest political issues, debunking the rhetoric, and giving you the hard-hitting truth. The Dan Bongino Show, weeknights at 11. The Dan Bongino Show on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Hey, hey, hey.
0: Do you have an opinion on something you heard from JT or Rhino? Go ahead, grab your phone and text it to them. You can text at 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. The JT Show on Super Talk, Mississippi.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to J.T. Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Thanks for joining us today. Gerard Rhino in the studio. Joining us now, Dave Miller, Senior Manager of Media Relations for C Spire. Morning, Dave.
10: Good
16: morning. How are you, Gerard?
1: Doing fantastic. So I wanted to have you on to talk to us about this major announcement you guys had recently well, with respect yeah. to your billion-dollar investment in building out your five G infrastructure, tell us about that, Dave.
16: So, so what we announced, and we we made this announcement with the governor of Mississippi, uh, uh, Tate Reeves, as well as the governor of Alabama, Kay Ivey. We well, basically indicated that we're making the largest. Uh, investment, capital investment in the history of our company, a billion dollars over three years, a billion and a half over five years, to really speed up and accelerate the deployment of 5G, which is the next generation of of wireless technology, as well as fiber broadband internet. You know, we've been doing fiber to the home since 2014 in Mississippi, and we've recently expanded into Alabama. So this this is really great. It's big news and it's great news for both that Mississippi and Alabama.
1: Yeah, and and of course we've been hearing about the prospect of 5G as an upgrade to the present, I guess uh, uh, more pervasive networking architecture of 4G for some time. This has been in the works a while, and and uh, so glad to see you guys get on the forefront of this and and make aggressive aggressive investments in such. Tell our listeners what they can expect, how 5G, in a nutshell, compares to 4G. What are the major benefits and features of 5G versus 4G?
16: Well, the major benefit is speed. Uh, 5G is, it means faster phones, and, and, you know, one of the things that's happening right now is the major handset manufacturers, the Samsungs and the Apples of the world, are starting to roll out. They're just starting to roll out. 5G capable phones, and so it's probably going to be three to five years before this technology is widely available across the country, across the U.S. and across the world. But you know, we're, we're you know we don't like to wait. <laughs> we're we're kind of uh, we kind of have a bias to get things done right away. So we're actually moving forward uh, in Mississippi with with uh, equipping our network and enabling our network to support 5G right away. And I know some of the other. National providers are starting to roll out 5G in airports and some selected locations, but it's going to take a while, but speed is really the big part of this. And, and the other thing that 5G is going to enable is, you know, there's something called the Internet of Things, and it's basically, you know, all of these connected devices, whether it's a connected car or a smart city or, um, you know, or our, uh, machine learning or uh, artificial intelligence, 5G is really going to enable and really speed up a lot of that, and that's why there's such a desire to get 5G out there. But, you know, for us and for our customers, for our consumers and for our businesses, and for uh, particularly in Mississippi, it's really about speed. You know, we've, we've got it. You know, everybody expects you to move faster today to do it better and faster, and that's really what 5G is going to enable. As far as fiber broadband, we're we're offering gigabit speed service, which is a which is huge. You know, I, I mean, I, I look at myself, and I've got a smart home here, and I've got you know, almost seventy devices, whether it's smart lighting, smart cameras, uh, my TVs, live streaming TVs, uh, you know, all, uh, the digital voice assistants, All of that's connected to that single uh, fiber-fed gigabit speed internet connection that comes from SeaFire, and I really think that that's something, particularly since we've gone through this pandemic, you know, uh, everybody, you know, we've had the we've had lockdowns, we've had, you know, kids working from home, we've had doctors that won't see people, they want to use telehealth or telemedicine, uh, you know, a lot of employers have told their employees to work from home, uh, kids have been doing distance learning, you know, education, the schools have been either, you know, some kind of hybrid or shut down, so so, broadband internet is really critical, and it really got to have fast, affordable, and reliable internet. And that's really what C-Spire is doing with this capital investment. We're just we're going to speed, we're going to speed up that investment, not only in Mississippi but also in neighboring Alabama.
1: Man, uh, yeah, exciting. And, and we should point out that it, essentially 5G can be as much as 100 times faster than 4G. We're talking about gigabits per second instead of, uh, frankly, megabits per second, which is the typical 100 megabits per second or sometimes 10 megabits per second uh, at a normal speed for 4G. So tremendous improvements. And another thing, Dave, which really enables the Internet of Things is the incredible low-latency that 5G provides. Absolutely. that. That's, that's probably one of Absolutely. the major features, just besides capacity and just speed itself, but it's, it's the reaction time between uh, issuing an instruction and essentially acting on that instruction, and, and latency is a big problem of that. And so what we're going to see, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong here, is the enabling of applications that are just a twinkle in folks' eyes today. We can't even dream up uh, the ramifications of this.
16: Absolutely. In fact, you know, you, you look at the, uh, the smartphone revolution that started in 2007 with the introduction of the first iPhone, and then now you look at, uh, you know, you're absolutely right about latency, and, and latency is really important uh, with, with, uh, with fixed as well as with mobile uh, Internet access, broadband Internet access, because, you know, you've got to, I mean, if you're, if you're driving around with a self-driving car or connected car, those all those sensors better be working and they better be communicating, you know, immediately uh, with no delay, no latency, um, uh, or else you're going to be in a problem. So, so uh, you know, the, the the industry is really committed. ceasefire is really committed to making sure that five G works. It works fast. It has low latency, uh, and and that's going to enable and that's going to empower a lot of these applications that. Like you said, are only a twinkle in people's eyes have been in the past, but are rapidly becoming the norm. Um, I know that the the federal government has just announced that, uh, and I think one of the major car manufacturers has announced that in 15 years or so they're going to start going to electric vehicles. So you know it's it's still a ways off, but 5G is going to enable a lot, and you know (laughs) the industry is already starting to work on 6G. So. Uh, you know, each each generation has a lot of capabilities and a lot of new capabilities and a lot of benefits to consumers and businesses, but 5G is really going to be a game-changer, no yeah. question about it.
1: Yeah, and I, I think about uh, a, um, a story I read a few months ago about the application and use of 5G in healthcare to, to enable remote surgery, where you've got specialized expertise somewhere on the planet and a patient in another area on the planet and using 5G, uh, the surgeon is able to perform a lot of the surgery remotely just because not only of the speed but the incredible low latency, which is a requirement when you're in someone's body with instruments to make sure you get immediate response as if you're there, standing over the patient live, uh, to to adjust and react. And And that's just one example. But as you said, and now we're already working on 6G, so, Dave, the question is: What's kind of your plan as far as rolling out the technology uh, from a geographic perspective? Are you going to start in certain areas of, of Mississippi, Alabama, and then move outward from there? What's the plan there?
16: We, we uh, we've actually already started. We started deploying five G uh, capabilities uh, last year, uh, late last year in the fourth quarter, and we're already we're ramping up up those activities. We've really uh, done some in the Jackson metropolitan area and the tri-county area. We've done some in the Hattiesburg area. We've done some up in uh, North Mississippi in the Columbus Tupelo area. We've done some, um, or Columbus Starkville area, I should say. And then also, uh, we've done we've done a quite a bit of uh, deployment down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and uh, that's probably the area where we've we've activated the most uh, cell sites with five uh, g capability. I think fifty two are down there already, so wow. uh, and and that's only going to speed up, and that's only going to uh, accelerate as we go through twenty twenty one and into twenty twenty
1: two Wow, so. Uh, what about folks with their existing phones? Are they going to have to upgrade to new phones, new devices to uh, connect via 5G?
16: Well, here's the, uh, I'll, I'll answer it this way. If they have a 4G LTE phone, they're still going to be able to get you know 4G LTE service because we're going to be phasing that service out over time as we roll into 5G. But to get 5G service, uh, they'll still get faster 4G LTE service in 5G areas, but to get the full benefits of 5G, they're going to need to convert to a 5G-capable phone. Now, as I told you earlier, there's only a couple of manufacturers so far that have come out with 5G-capable phones, yeah. Apple and Samsung, but that's going to be followed up really quickly. This, later this year, several other uh, handset manufacturers are going to come out with Yep. 5G-capable phones, and over a three- to five-year period, I think 5G is going to be more widely available, not just in Mississippi and Alabama, but across the
1: country. Absolutely. Very exciting. Appreciate what you guys are doing, Dave. Thanks so much for joining us today and giving us some insight into your plans to roll out 5G Mississippi and Alabama. Dave Miller, Senior Manager of Media Relations from C Spire. Stay safe. Talk to you soon, my friend. All
16: right. Thanks, Garrett. Appreciate it.
1: You bet. We'll be back with the final segment, first hour on the JT Show after these messages. Stay with us.
7: Pillium Corporation. When people hear our name, they say, cool name. What exactly do you do?
14: Great question. Pillium helps your company stay secure and current with IT support,
18: IT security and forensics, cloud services and networking.
14: Plus,
7: next generation body cameras, in-car video systems and mobile communications for public safety and first responder clients.
14: In short, Pillium Corporation helps our clients grow and thrive securely. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people,
7: smart business, smart solutions.
10: this is the opening agri market report. At the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, May cotton was down 161 to 86.53. July cotton was down 155 to 87.34. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, March soybeans were down 39 cents to 1362 and three quarter per bushel. May soybeans were down 38 and a to 1360 in a quarter per bushel. March corn was down 14 and a quarter to 542 per bushel. May corn was down 14 to 3 quarters to 539 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile April live cattle was down 125 to 12257. June live cattle was down 70 to 11895. March feeders down 102 to 13762. April feeders down 102 to 14217. And at this hour the Dow Jones is down 37 points to 31339. I'm i Dixon Williams, and this is a SuperTalk Mississippi Agri News Network. Are
12: you looking for something unusual or hard to find? You might just find it on highbid.com. It's the online auction site for, well, just about everything. HiBid.com has estate sales, closeouts, liquidations, even government-seized vehicle auctions. It's easy to bid on office furniture, antiques, sports memorabilia, restaurant equipment, motorboats, even arcade games. You can search for items by name or simply see where the next page takes you. Visit highbid.com. That's dot com, And find what you're looking for today. Everyone these days is trying to connect by sharing what makes them special. At Adama, we know what makes us special. A secret recipe for successful crop protection. Ten scoops listening, two scoops crop protection. Why so darn much listening? Because we believe good crop protection starts with good listening. We pay attention to what's keeping you from the harvest you deserve. Once we know your pain points, we come back with ideas created just for your brand of pest. A-D-A-M-A dot com. Let's you talk and us listen
11: all well, the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk, Mississippi, 97.3.
0: Yup, yo, yup, What's going on? Hey, do you hear that? What? Conversation. talking. More with JT and Rhino. The JT Show. Super Talk, Mississippi.
1: Everyone, the JT show. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday, January the tenth. Gerard Gibbard in the chair, Rhino in the booth. Five g going to revolutionize the world. Really is the, the again. Can't think about well. It's just faster. You, you got to really think in terms of what sort well, of faster
3: at scale means a lot.
1: Absolutely, uh, but you got to think about spawning new functions, new applications using digital transmission network architectures that just were not thought possible. Again, like I say, it's a twinkle in somebody's eye right now what will be done leveraging these technologies. And I still believe seven, eight years, just as we talk about Elon Musk,
3: Speaking of Elon, one technology that I've seen rumored that they're working on to be included with the self-driving cars, and it's technology we have that they are developing for a different purpose, but the the same sensors in your phone that allow it to do the panoramic photography and to play video games where you tilt it and the the little sensors in there that, that determine where your phone is in space. Yeah can also determine force to a certain extent. And you have smart vehicles that are now – it's being developed to where – because you have a lot of hypothetical scenarios that you, you have to work out. But when you have a crash, if you are unconscious, you can't pick up your phone to dial 911. Yep. But the sensor can determine, okay, that was pretty severe. Get them on the way. And it can call 911 for you. And I realize that's not cutting edge. That's using the technology we have at our fingertips right now. But think about how much faster that is with 5G. Yeah. It's absolutely true. It would and be instantaneous where the light goes off at, at 911. Oh, OK. Yeah. Instead of taking the time to get there,
1: translates into saving lives and Seconds property. mean lives. Absolutely. Uh, just a great example. And there are more. So, again, uh, uh, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, top of mind when most people think about folks that have achieved incredible wealth based on their inventions in the last few years. And I submit that in the next seven or eight years, you won't even be thinking about them. There are going to be some other folks who are going to come up with something. I don't know what that is. I just know that That's kind of consistent with the way innovation evolves. Uh, Tools are created. In this case, the tool is 5G. And really smart, creative, innovative people leverage those tools to create new tools. And when they do so, they get quite wealthy doing it because they're pleasing so many of their fellow men and women who are willing to part with their money to use those services. Whatever that may be, I don't know, again. I just know that's how it typically works. That's my bet. That's where we're headed. And 5G is integral to that, and an important part about that. I saw a report a few months ago that suggested the average American home will have 400 connected objects in it via the Internet of Things. Stuff you never even thought about. connect. It's already kind of crazy when you think about appliances and is it amazon i think that'll ship you little sensors and you you put your your uh, it's a
3: little smart shelf yeah smart shelf right you you zero it out to like a a full bag of flour say you, you go through a lot of flour you do a lot of baking you just sit this thing on your shelf sit a full bag of flour on it and when that gets down to a certain amount by weight it'll go ahead and order it that way based on your usage yep It'll order it so that it's sitting on your doorstep when you run out. Yeah. Or before. Y- using IoT technology. Simple as that. So, Which is the logical next step from the, the buttons they came out with that you could put everywhere. Like, oh, I need some more washing detergent. And you just had a little button in the laundry room, and you push the button, and it orders more laundry detergent. Absolutely. They had that a decade ago.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. This is kind of the next generation of that and an evolution of that. But that's just one of the many examples, of course. Uh, all of the more commonly connected items that we're all sort of accustomed to today, your light switches and and your all of your various appliances. Uh, gar- I have my garage doors connected as an example. Security systems. I mean, those are those are objects, inanimate objects that are connected, utilizing the network to do so. And so we're talking about four hundred. Objects on average in the average American home. that is what's predicted in the next five, seven years. Well the good news for folks in the network business is that consumes lots of bandwidth It needs lots of connectivity and network architecture and resources. So again this is where 5g comes in and and handles the workload. Exciting stuff in my view. We'll take a break. First hour in the books, we got Fox News, Super Talk News, a couple of ads here and there. We'll come back with more talk after this. You're listening to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi.
18: News. I'm Lillian Wu. Day two of former President Trump's second impeachment trial gets underway after six Republican senators joined Democrats in yesterday's vote. Among them... GOP
12: Louisiana Senator Bill Cassidy broke ranks with his fellow Republicans. Cassidy voted to
4: greenlight the trial. The issue at hand is, is it constitutional to impeach a president who's left office? And the House managers made a compelling, cogent case... And the president's team
12: did not need all 50 Democrats and 17 Republicans to hit the two-thirds marker to convict.
18: Fox's Chad Pergram and a third of U.S. adults are skeptical about COVID vaccines, according to an AP NORC poll. About one in three say they definitely or probably will not get the COVID 19
9: vaccine. America's listening to Fox News.
2: The
12: American Heart Association is working to put water within reach of Mississippi children. That's why we are asking you to support House Bill 925. This important legislation would make clean water more accessible to school students and mitigate the spread of germs. By ensuring newly constructed and majorly renovated schools include water bottle filling stations, we can improve the health of Mississippi children. Text ms to 46839.
9: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. An entire community
14: is grieving the loss of a Hancock County deputy. Lieutenant Michael Boutet was killed in the line of duty February 1st. Special Agent Benjamin Taylor with the Department of Homeland Security spoke at his funeral yesterday. It was carried live on WLOX.
16: He created a silver alert program, as the sheriff said earlier, aimed at protecting senior citizens. And he also was instrumental in establishing a national night out against crime in Diamond Head. When reassigned to the county, he spearheaded efforts to help residents of an RV park who were being exploited by their landlords.
14: 70 teens lost their lives in traffic accidents last year. That's 21 more lives lost than the year before. Mississippi consistently ranks in the top five nationwide regarding teen driving fatalities, and the state's public safety officials want to change it. The Mississippi Highway Patrol has launched its traffic safety campaign called Drive. For more on the initiative, visit supertalk.fm
20: Your business
14: may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. Governor Tate Reeves made the announcement yesterday.
20: We've had about 283,000 Mississippians that have tested positive for the coronavirus. And as of today, we've actually inoculated. We've put shots in arms, first doses of more Mississippians than have actually gotten the virus.
14: And today, the number of new COVID cases remain below
12: 1,000. Today's report of 784 new cases brings the state's total up to just under 283,800. With the confirmation of 25 additional deaths, 6,367 Mississippians have now passed away from the virus. Overall hospitalizations have dipped below 700, and the state has surpassed 350,000 administered doses of the
14: vaccine. For the latest on COVID and Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm.
21: I'm Kelly Bennett. Ninety-eight percent of Mississippians believe that physicians and nurse practitioners should work together
18: to ensure patients get the care they need. Nurse practitioners delivering medical care without supervision or collaboration would depart dangerously from Mississippi's standard of care and create a two-tiered healthcare system. That's not what Mississippians need or deserve. Healthcare should be a team approach led by the physician. Collaboration leads to safe and superior patient care. Help keep medical teams together by urging your lawmakers to vote no on House. Gallo here back 03. tomorrow morning 6 a.m. 5 5 with news all the news, weather, traffic, and season. info
11: you need to start your day in the Jackson Metro area. Right now, more of the JT show on Super Talk Mississippi
0: 97.3 Just when you think you've heard it all. Heard it all, heard it all, heard it all, heard it all. Heard it all. It's time. It's time to kickstart start another hour of the JT show. Pretty freaking ears. on with the show. Showtime. Now, here's more with JT on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show on the air. Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Rhino in the studio, guiding you through the middle of your day. Wednesday, what day? Oh, Here we are. Like we said, rather mild outside. Just check the forecast again. It's going to get cold. Oh, yeah. Real cold this weekend. I don't think. I don't think we're scheduled for any snow or bad stuff here in central Mississippi, are we?
3: There's a chance on Monday. uh, It depends on where you are in the Magnolia State as to when the chance hits you and how much it could affect you and impact you. Uh, There's a potential for anything from sleet and snow flurries to wintry mix to an ice storm if everything goes the wrong way. So between now and about noon on Sunday, we will uh, get a clearer picture of what's exactly going to happen between Sunday and Monday when it comes to wintry precipitation. Got you.
1: Well, hopefully it won't shut stuff down.
3: That's the main thing. Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah. Don't cause any big big problems here, so... Let's see. What, what are you saying there, Thomas? And Greenwood, 1,000 customers, 1 gigabit fiber of the home, all fed by a single 10
3: gigabit pipe. And I had a, a friend of mine text me about the, the smart cars and calling 911, and, and they pointed out that OnStar exists. And, yeah, it does, but that's a subscription. Yeah. You, you pay a subscription so that there is a, a constant little feed between you and them in case of an emergency, whereas if 5G becomes prevalent... That little ping to say hey somebody's in trouble is minuscule on the network, so you would likely no longer have to have a subscription. It would just kind of come standard, and that's of course via satellite uh, technology.
1: Uh, and we should also say that really only applies to your vehicle. Correct. So it 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 has uh, it acts when there's some impact issue. in The Same your vehicle.
3: technology could in theory be applied in a smartphone. If you were, say, riding on a motorcycle,
1: yeah, or I don't know, you could even have apps. I could see that where you could set various parameters and thresholds, such as if you fall or you're in some unusual position or configuration. All, all kind of possibilities. But uh, it, again, new tools going to be created, no question about it. Paul and Hernando says five G also makes it easier for the government to track its citizens. Not really. I mean, if the government – there's continuous concern about that, and it's a valid concern. But the the speed at which the data
3: flows doesn't really change the math involved in triangulation. That's how they find you. Right. That's right. The speed is sort of irrelevant to that equation. Like if you go rob a bank and you have your phone in your pocket and they can identify who you are and get access to your – phone companies' records, then they just triangulate you based on which towers you're pinging. That's exactly right. That's and you could have a 3G phone, and it would still do that.
1: That's uh, exactly right, because that's how the that's how the technology receives and transmits data, frankly. It's the triangulation of the towers. It's how it knows when to swap uh, the, the next... I guess, towers that would cover an area. That's how that transition is made very smoothly. It's through the triangulation of that. But uh, nonetheless, look, there's always concerns about that. People always have uh, legitimate concerns about government tracking them. And, of course, I think we're all aware of what uh, the NSA purports to do, which is store all this information that they extract from the telecom companies. I don't know that it's tracking information, but it's it's call information that uh, the metadata is what it's called that's
3: stored in in a set. Yeah, it's the number dialed, the number dialed from, the length of the call, yeah, position of the caller, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, it's it's frankly what uh, is used in caller ID. It's what made caller ID possible. Yeah, essentially, it's why you can see even on a landline when you have an incoming call, uh, who's calling. It's the metadata that's being passed on as a header in the call.
3: Which metadata in and of itself is everywhere, not just phones.
1: Absolutely. It's absolutely true.
3: I mean, there's metadata in every picture you take digitally.
1: In every email. The signature of the email is how you tell when you've got some sort of nefarious, malicious content in an email and receive them regularly, frankly, in business and – would always be suspicious of some of the junk that would come through and would send the uh, information or send an email uh, to our engineers adventure who would uh, had tools where they could look underneath the covers if you will and and uh, analyze the signature of the email and say, yeah, it's a bad deal here and they'd go figure out what to do. but unfortunately, um, a lot of folks respond to those, fishing emails that's why they do it because people are falling for the
3: bait that's why they call it fishing too i mean you you go out on a boat it's not it is a rare occurrence that every time you throw your lure in you're reeling in a fish You, you can sit out there for hours and catch a couple and you might have cast a thousand times that's what these con artists are doing they're casting a wide net and if they catch one or two it makes it worth their while monetarily makes it worth it Absolutely
1: makes it worth it. So there, there is a speaking. Especially of,
3: considering it's usually from foreign countries where they're making a, a dollar a week, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's
1: exactly right. And they engage those guys into into the uh, the, the underworld, and they use that. I mean, all you got to do is look at what's happening with respect to fraudulent unemployment claims. And a lot of that is a function of penetrating. Equifax's systems a few years ago where millions of Social Security numbers were obtained and the hackers sell that information upstream uh, to the foreign syndicate institutions who then use that to process and apply for fraudulent uh, unemployment claims. That number is astounding, the amount that has been ripped off. Most of which comes from the federal government because the federal supplement generally is greater than the state unemployment uh, benefits that are allowed. So, anyhow, and and you know when you talk about this is this one bothers me. I mean, the NSA storing my metadata. I don't know that I'm too worked up about that. Uh, I think there's always a, a rightful concern and the need to be vigilant about the government overstepping its bounds and the more our world becomes digital to the point now folks if you think about it we're headed to a point where almost every inch of the planet's going to be under constant video surveillance that's just a fact certainly in in any decent sized town or city you already have that already have that and then it becomes a matter of The ethical question about using facial recognition technology,
3: right? Which China's been doing for years now.
1: Correct. They use it as as part of their...
3: Social currency.
1: That's right, their social grading system and social credit. I can't remember the exact term they use for that. Social something. Basically,
3: if your face is seen in a crowd of unruly people, it might negatively impact your... Business ventures, your ability to travel, your ability to bank, all kinds of stuff in China.
1: Yeah, I mean, even social credit systems, what they call it. Even, even jaywalking, I saw. You can get a demerit for that in your social credit. Yeah, it absolutely affects your traveling uh uh, let's see, also the schools, I think, you can attend, if I'm not mistaken, and it affects the jobs that the government says you can do. Uh, it's, it's just a way to that they think is a way to try to get their people to do what the government wants them to do, and it's scary that, to some extent, some of that's going on in this country. It's obviously not as egregious and draconian as it is in communist China, but I think there are some people in this country, frankly, if they had their way, um, they would institute the same thing. I mean, you've got these re-education camps and reprogramming ideas that are being advanced by the left in government. What do we got? A reality czar is being talked about in the Biden administration to protect against disinformation we got to protect those people. They can't discern between truth and fact. The government has to do it for you. Right. <laughs> we'll take a break, come back with more here on the JT Show. Stay with us.
4: Tune in
22: this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland.
6: At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more Than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre owned vehicle at fillmorebuickgmc.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
9: From luxury hotels to homeowners, Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will exceed your expectations. Your beautiful new bath and shower are made with the same high quality materials used in luxury hotels and installed in as little as one day. Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will provide the bath or shower custom designed you've always wanted with no heavy demo or weeks without your bath area. Visit BathFitter.com where you can design your own bath area and book your free in-home or virtual consultation. Bathfitter.com
20: RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter,
8: War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington Pontoon Boats. All powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon. The dealership that's service built.
21: Hey there, this is
18: Jody Adams at Ridge Medical Clinic. We are now accepting appointments for chronic and acute care as well as walk-ins. We are conveniently located off Highway 51 in the Oak Place Shopping Center. I invite you to call today. That's Jody Adams with Ridge Medical clinic our phone number is 601-790-7711 we offer the gold standard covid 19 pcr testing with next day results we at ridgeon medical clinic hope to see you soon our number is
11: 601-790-7711 we're here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9 breaking news quick shots analysis all right here on Super Talk jackson 97.3
0: news sports celebrity gossip
2: food what what, what does
0: that mean you know they talk about normal stuff the jt show on super talk mississippi
1: Thanks for joining us today on the JT show, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard Rhino in the studio.
23: Wednesday,
3: AKA. This is just a whatever Wednesday. Okay. Not worst, not one eight wonders, just uh, whatever. <laughs> gotcha. So
1: you're talking about this this privacy issue with respect to our digital world. You ever notice that the people that seem to, not not in all cases, but I'm speaking in general terms, that a lot of people who get bent out of shape about invasion of privacy usually express their grievance on social media.
3: <laughs> it's usually where you see it. Yeah, exactly. It's usually, the people that are truly, like, kept up at night worrying about it generally don't have social media. Yeah, I think that's right.
1: I think that's probably true, but they have likely have some other form of digital footprint. And You don't oh, yeah. have to have social media for uh, you to have a digital footprint, shall we say. You got one, no matter what. This information I'm about to share, however, bothers me way more than the prospect of metadata being stored in the NSA data centers. And that's this situation, this incident that occurred on January the 6th with respect to Bank of America, a private company. So Bank of America assisted the feds in dealing with and investigating the insurgents at the Capitol on January the 6th by providing financial data for 211 of its clients who used debit and credit cards for lodging and food and other normal purchases in the Washington area, Washington, D.C. area, in the days leading up to and subsequent to the events on January 6th at the Capitol. That's handing over private information. Your transactional information. So it's obvious what the objective was. Here's some information about people that were in the area using their cards, using their Bank of America credit and debit cards, handing that over to law enforcement to identify individuals and go pursue them as being in the area, and I I guess being a suspect in whatever laws may have been broken. This, in my view, when you've got this kind of integration and interlinking between private sector entities and government, that is scary. That is bothersome. And I don't know if Bank of America violated any terms and conditions with their customers in doing so. I'm sort of betting... This ends up launching a series of lawsuits.
3: Well, the two questions I have are: Did they get a subpoena for the records? Because if they did, then the, the bank has to turn it over. And is the bank protected by the Bank Secrecy Act of was it 1970 when that passed? That's the the money laundering stuff where they have to hand over information of of criminal usage of the banking system to yeah. the government. Yeah. Uh don't really know how that would hold up in court, but I think that's where they're going to kind of plant their it, feet and say, borderline. hey, this is, this is where we stand, and I, they might try to stand behind it. It's borderline at best,
1: because I don't know that in that case... Well, there's no
3: evidence of money laundering. Right. I know it's it includes terroristic activities... After the the inclusion or the amendments made during the Patriot Act, so that might be something since they're labeling domestic terrorists. Yeah, that's a stretch. It, yeah, I would but that's say. that's still. I think that's the the framework they're working in or or trying to spin it as at least.
1: I agree. I, I suspect that is the case, but it it does open up the proverbial can of worms. You're let's say you're in the the uh, area the proximity of a homicide and you're buying gas at a convenience store and then your transaction data is then released provided to law enforcement as part of that investigation i, I don't know that that gets a little scary to me gets a little concerning
3: and in this case... And if you take it one step further, what's to prevent government overreach of, well, a, a crime happened within a block of this gun store. We need every purchase from this gun store. Name, address, and everything. Since, since they can't get a national yeah. firearm registry through the Congress, what would stop them from putting one together? Hodgepodge. I think
1: having a suspect in mind, this is a distinction... And then asking for cooperation from a financial institution about a suspect, whatever the standards are uh, to meet the criteria to be a suspect.
3: I think usually, if you difference. have a suspect, you go to the judge and get a subpoena for gathering of, of information and evidence.
1: And and uh, law enforcement, uh, lawyers, prosecutors have provided sufficient information. Probable right? cause. Yeah. Exactly. to the judge. I mean, that's been the, the standard forever in this country that I know. But And this is the question. How did they come up with 211? How did they identify those 211? They go check to see if they're Trump supporters on their Facebook <laughs> timeline because
3: Bank of America... And that's why I brought up the subpoena thing because if, if the feds show up with a list of 500 names and say, hey, do any of these names match y'all, and you just hand them over without any subpoena, then, yeah, you, you get into illegality there. But I, I, that's another thing about the Patriot Act that was dealing with bank secrecy is now every bank has to have a customer identification program. You, you are individualized to the bank and identified to the bank with a, a program that is mandated by the federal government.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. But... Obviously, Bank of America has tens of thousands of customers, but somehow they figured out these 10, I mean, excuse me, these 211 are worthy of extracting their transaction data from their systems and delivering that to law enforcement. It's on what basis? It wasn't a judge that told them to go do that. That's the issue, as you suggested. There was no evidence to warrant it, to validate it. There was there weren't any orders from the court. I don't know who sort of started it. Did law enforcement, D.C. police, for example, FBI, ask them? Or did they just say, hey, look, there's the 211 people we think might have participated?
3: And the answer to that question really changes how you perceive them. Yeah. I mean, it's a little easier to understand it's still a mistake if there was was no evidence and no warrant or no subpoena or anything like that. It's still wrong, but it's a little bit more understandable if you've got the FBI knocking on your door going, hey, we need this information versus Bank of America just compiling a list and calling up the feds and going, hey, come pick this up. That's a big difference in perception. Yeah, totally agree.
1: Mississippi Chemical says they could only do that crap with digital sales, not
3: cash sales. It would take a lot longer. Yeah. You, you would still have to, because with a cash sale, they would have to collect surveillance footage of any surrounding convenience store or bodega or gas or anything. Filter through all of it and say, all right, is that, all right. What did they buy here? Right. You still have to identify them on film, figure out what – whereas with the digital sales, okay, well, they bought a Coke and some Snickers and a pack of chips. Yep. Most people don't carry that kind of cash around, not enough to,
1: say, pay for hotel rooms and so forth. Uh, You can even
3: get a hotel room with just cash.
1: You don't think you could reserve one. Usually you have to have at least a credit card. I I think you do, and in fact – you know, when you check in, you have to provide a credit gar- card for, even though they don't charge you at that point for any incidental charges that you might have.
3: It's a deposit, so to speak. It's a protection. And I mean, yeah, people know the local joint that takes cash, but yeah, talk about traveling cross country. Will they know that?
1: Yeah, little little different situation. But that being said, that's from Jeff, by the way, Mississippi Chemical. That being said, it's, uh, cash
3: is. We won't be using cash ten years. I think it'll be around longer than that. It okay. It won't I'm be 10 the years. the it won't be as prevalent and won't be wanted as much, but I still think it'll be around. It's
1: not that it's that way now. And the pandemic, coronavirus kind of accelerated that. We'll be back with more talk here on the JT show, Super Talk Mississippi. Stay with
4: us. Hey,
10: this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. I'm sure by now you're aware of the shortage of ammunition that shooters and hunters are experiencing nationwide. Right now, we have a good supply of popular calibers like 9mm pistol and .223 rifle, as well as others that we're offering at fair market prices. We do limit the amount you can buy each day. At the range, we'd rather everybody have some than a few buy it all. I hope you'll come visit us soon and check out all the many things we have to offer at the range. A totally new and different type of gun store. What if you could save a life today?
12: What if you could save three lives today? You have the chance. Right now, Mississippi Blood Services is currently seeing extremely low inventory of all blood types. We are urging all eligible donors to download the free Mississippi Blood Services app and locate the nearest blood drive to you today. Every donation of blood has the potential to save three lives, and you can be that lifesaver. Be a hero. Be a donor with Mississippi Blood Services. Find more info at msblood.com.
16: Roses are red, violets are blue. This Valentine's, let DNS Diamonds really help you. No other gift is as personal as a gift of fine jewelry. And no other jeweler works as hard to have something for everyone's taste and budget as DNS Diamonds. Now open Saturdays through February 13th. DNS is in the middle of our annual Valentine's sale with savings from 25 to 50% storewide. DNS Diamonds, where you always get the best for less. DNS Diamonds, 144 Market Street in Flowood across from Amerigo.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. An entire community is grieving the loss of a Hancock County deputy. Lieutenant Michael Boutte was killed in the line of duty February 1st. Special Agent Benjamin Taylor with the Department of Homeland Security spoke at his funeral yesterday. It was carried live on WLOX.
16: He created a silver alert program, as the sheriff said earlier, aimed at protecting senior citizens. And he also was instrumental in establishing a national night out against crime in Diamond Head. When reassigned to the county, he spearheaded efforts to help residents of an RV park who were being exploited by their landlords.
14: 70 teens lost their lives in traffic accidents last year. That's 21 more lives lost than the year before. Mississippi consistently ranks in the top five nationwide regarding teen driving fatalities, and the state's public safety officials want to change it. The Mississippi Highway Patrol has launched its traffic safety campaign called Drive. For more on the initiative, visit supertalk.fm.
13: The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation is the largest general farm organization in the state. But whether you're a farmer or consumer, Farm Bureau works for you through its many policies and programs. And we can also help your money grow. From discounts on automobiles, mowers, and equipment to hotels, car rentals, and vacations, Farm Bureau's got you covered. Join today and download the Member Savings app so you'll have over 200,000 discounts at your fingertips
0: no matter where you go. Faces made for radio. The JT Show. Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Ground control to Major Tom. And may God's love be with you
1: The great David Bowie bumping the us into this segment you made the grade The papers want to know whose shirts you wear Ziggy Stardust. (laughs) That's awesome.
3: I figured it was fitting since we've talked about China a little bit today, (laughs) and they just landed on Mars. Sure did. Which, we've got the, is it the Perseverance, the NASA Perseverance rover that's that's scheduled to touch down in a week or so? Yeah. Which makes three trips to the red planet in about a week. Yeah. Was it Taiwan or the, the United Arab Emirates? Somebody sent one up there to orbit, and then China landed, and now we're going to go land. I think it was UAE. If I'm not mistaken. Hmm. You know,
1: one of my friends texted in about this use of cash and my prediction that we won't be using it. <laughs> he said, as long as you have inspectors, purchase clerks, foremen... Not all, but a lot of politicians, there's going to be cash
3: around. <laughs> I think that will be a push whenever we get to that point. The, the push to get rid of cash or to limit cash will be because of its use in a black market scenario. But I still think it'll be more than a decade.
1: Well, you could be right. But the fact is, and I don't have any date on this, but you, it's diminished as a form of tender and transactions. I think digital forms of payment. Think about the next generation. They're, oh, yeah. They're certainly not uh, as willing to utilize cash. It's, they, they don't even think about it. I know. I use Venmo with my golf buddies in settling our bets. Oh, you're not supposed to say that right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's convenient. It's easy. And, of course, it's social media for financial transactions because if you turn the uh, turn it on the option on, you see all those in your contact list and what they're doing. It's amazing, honestly. And of course, Dogecoin is similar, uh, and the whole cryptocurrency world is going bonkers with Elon Musk buying, what one point five billion? Yeah,
3: one and a half billion are now on the uh, the sheets for Tesla. Yeah, and they say they're going to start accepting Bitcoin as payment for purchase of Teslas in the near future.
1: Certainly adds some degree of legitimacy to it. I, I understand other automakers are considering the same. I tell you, who's going to really make it go? That I think's eyeing it, and, and I don't know exactly what their plans are for utilization or application of digital currency, cryptocurrency, Apple. Watch it. Now, on the one hand, there's, like any innovation, there's benefit, I think, to consumers. On the other hand, just makes that one company way more powerful, and that's disturbing. It's disturbing in the context of a Bank of America sharing transaction data when when these private companies become aligned with government and that's the fear of big tech and silicon valley they're all in for the left and that's the concern in my view is when cuz they wield more power over us to a great extent than government does
3: in they, your day to day life definitely
1: certainly they can, when they support the agenda of a particular party, in this case, in government, that's dangerous. I think that unfolds a very dangerous scenario, and it is a concern. By the way, we had a, a text, uh, let's see, from, I'm looking for, oh yeah, here we go, on the 601 C-SPIRE text line, while I was in Dallas this past summer, my phone had 5G on it while I was there. Yeah, there's. There are a few large cities where some of the national telecom carriers have, in fact, installed 5G. However, you wouldn't receive any benefit from it unless you had a 5G-enabled phone, That certainly one that could utilize the 5G ultra-wideband network. And that's it's coming. It's here, and there are like a handful of cities, Dallas being one of them. I, I know, at a minimum, Verizon has rolled out 5G in... Uh, a minimum of cities, or at and, and AT&T has too. And now we've got our own Mississippi-based C Spire announcing their $1 billion investment in building out the 5G infrastructure. So absolutely, that's not surprising, and, and uh, that's all coming. Stanley and Lafayette says, uh, most of our domestic terrorists are in Washington, D.C. Metaphorically speaking, I think that's certainly one way to describe it. William and Cortland says, was the bank, speaking of Bank of America, were they profiling? It's a good question, and that's, that's why I brought it up, is is how did they come up with these 211? And, and there, I could find no details on how they identified those 211 Bank of America customers whose data they shared, I believe, with the FBI in this case. And that's that's just concerning. I think that's just over the top. Uh, let's see. Also, on the ceasefire spire text line, I'm not worried about cash in 10 years. I'm worried about next year. Yeah, I, I hear you. I think we all are. Paul and there Meridian, are
3: some estimations that inflation could get ugly.
1: Yeah. But they're just plowing forward with this $1.9 trillion dollar so-called relief bill 1.9 trillion thus far the minimum wage has been excluded because of what happened over in the senate but the democrats in the house are they're absolutely committed to including a national $15 an hour minimum wage in their version of the bill we shall see if it survives the house all it takes is one senator to dissent and break ranks. Joe Manchin is—he's uh, become the the prettiest girl to dance, is he not? He and Tester, Senator Tester from uh, Democrat from Montana, tends to be a little bit more moderate, but we'll see where that goes. It's—it is very concerning. One of the things that the Senate did in their version of the bill was to change the thresholds for the fourteen hundred dollar direct payments. The the prior two rounds, seventy five thousand dollars and one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for single and married couples respectively, were the the entry points. Any anyone with income below those levels received the full the full uh, – it was $1,200 in the first round and uh, 600 in the second round. This $1,400 direct payment contemplated by the bill, the uh, the Senate wanted to reduce the thresholds down to 50 – what did I say? 50 and 100 and a quarter, I think it was. And the, the House had none of it, and they have, they have already modified the Senate – Version, or their version, I should say, to issue those payments at the same threshold. However, they are talking about having them uh, max out for uh, a single person at $100,000 and a married couple at $200,000. They do phase out at the rate of $5 per $100 of income. So that hitting that. Threshold at one hundred thousand and two hundred thousand, respectively, does in fact eliminate some high earners from receiving payments as per the the previous structure. For what that's worth, but they're they're determined to spend that one point nine trillion dollars. That's for sure. We got something else that uh, we'll talk about when we come back. And somebody texted us, uh, wanted us to research. Uh, yes, Scott in Rankin County says the CDC has endorsed double masking.
3: Yes, they have. Yeah, that's uh, Today. a strange way of trying to get across the message they're really trying to get across. Which is? Masks need to be tightly fitting on your face to work. If, if air is escaping from the top or bottom, then it's not as effective. And to reach that 95% effectiveness, it needs to be tight-fitting, and that's easier to do with a, a, a medical mask and then a cloth mask or a nylon mask over it to keep it against the face. I got you. But, yeah, it, when you look at it on the face of a double mask, <laughs> that's going to go over well. Back with more on the JT
1: Show after this break. Stay with us.
9: Find out more at MadisonCellars.net or stop by today. Madison Sellers on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center.
0: This Friday, February 12th, Juncker Jewelry is having a special Valentine's event.
9: That's right.
14: Christopher Designs will be here with their entire collection of incomparable Chris Cut diamonds. One of the most beautiful, most awarded diamonds ever created. I'm Rachel.
17: And I'm John Ravenstein,
0: inviting you to Juncker Jewelry's Christopher Designs Valentine's Trunk Show.
14: Come experience the Chris Cut Original Emerald Cut, Oval, Cushion, and Asher Cut Diamonds and its new collections of rings, necklaces, bracelets, and earrings.
0: Our Christopher Designs stylist will be here to personally help you create a one-of-a-kind criss Cut Diamond engagement ring. Or the ultimate Valentine's gift for the woman you love. This Valentine's, come shop ten times the diamonds you'll find in average jewelry stores. All at the guaranteed best price in the state. The Christopher Designs Valentine's
6: Trunk Show. This Friday, February 12th. Only at Juniker Jewelry Company.
22: Juniker Jewelry. Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway. Just south of 463 in Madison. And junikerjewelry.com.
10: This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The beef industry is poised to expand or to liquidate, depending on weather and feed prices. No guarantees, but it looks like the second half of this year is poised to be a positive for cattle producers. Looking for a number, an upside of 5 to 8% is in the cards, depending on some degree what hand the drought-challenged regions are dealt moving forward. Veteran cattle marketing expert from Oklahoma State Daryl Peel shared some thoughts with the attendees of the South Dakota State University Beef Day, cautioning that he had similar outlooks for the 2020 year. Last year at this time, we started 2020 saying that we thought there would be a modest improvement in cattle prices, maybe 5%, and then the pandemic hit, and we revised everything, and we were down 5% for the year. This year, we're looking back for the modest improvement, whether it's calves, feeder cattle, or fed cattle we're talking about. There will be some seasonal volatility, but modest improvements are possible. I'm Nixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi Agrinews news Network. When it comes to growing cotton, I'm looking for results. That's why I choose the Roundup
11: Ready Extend crop system. The powerful combination of BullGuard 3 Flex cotton and Extendamax herbicide with vapor Grip technology means I'm getting built-in pest protection and an increased spectrum of control of insects like bullworms and tobacco budworm on top of effective weed control. That adds up to stronger yield potential. In fact, bulgard three extend flex cotton showed an 87 pound per acre advantage on average versus top planted phytogen varieties it's no wonder the roundup ready extend crop system is the number one choice for so many of us for me the choice is easy i choose results i choose the roundup ready extend crop system Yield claims are based on
5: 2017 to 2019 Bayer Trials. Extend-A-Max is a restricted-use pesticide. Check with your state pesticide regulatory agency for specific restrictions in your state. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. JT and Rhino, the JT Show. What is wrong with you people? Super Talk Mississippi.
1: everyone. The JT Show, the great REO Speedwagon, Kevin Cronin, bumping us into this segment from Champaign, Illinois, is the wagon. Awesome. Yeah, so double masks. So here's the deal about masks. Yesterday, Fauci was interviewed and asked about, when can we stop wearing these masks? And he's saying, Seventy-five to eighty percent herd immunity is is required. Could be vaccination is required uh, to shed the masks. The problem, of course, is that still, based on polls, about half the country says they're on board. It's improved, but about half the country says they're on board with receiving the vaccination. So what does that mean? I'm having a hard time figuring out, okay, well, he, and he made some, some sort of statement, uh, sort of clinical statement about when you get to the point where you don't have this sudden, I couldn't follow it, transmission of the virus, basically, then you can take the mask off. But it, it didn't give me a great degree of confidence that we're headed in that direction. Just based on what he's saying, we where he, he being Dr. Fauci, with one opinion for what that's worth, what he is suggesting is required to get to that milestone, and I think what the public is willing to get on board with 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 respect to being vaccinated. So, again, that seems to be improving... But it it's not at the threshold that Fauci says is necessary to resume large gatherings and shed the masks and the old back-to-normal routine. Uh, you seen anything on that? thats It was an interview yesterday, and it was uh, quite interesting. I got some info here, if I can pull it up. But in the meantime...
3: Well, just looking at the the research that the CDC released about the double masking, they they ran a, an experiment where they had two dummy heads. One was simulating a cough, and the other was receiving it. Okay. And they were measuring the particles in a 10-foot-by-10-foot room. And they, they ran the test with a, a regular N95 medical mask uh, and a cloth mask. And the medical mask loosely fitted... Blocked forty. Let's see where to go. Forty four point three percent of particles. While the the cloth mask, no, the procedure mask blocked forty two percent. The cloth mask blocked forty four percent because it tends to be a little bit more form fitting. But then when you combine those two and get it right up on your face, it blocked ninety two and a half percent. So it's the double masking is what they're saying is the easiest way to make the mask fit better where if you wear a, a medical mask and then one of those gaiters or something, it keeps yeah. it to your face, which prevents any leakage. That's what they're going for. But the terminology of double masking, just on the face of it, that's, that's going to get pushed back.
1: Uh, I think people are pushing back on just a single mask now. Right.
3: How many people, if you have pushed back on a single mask, saying double mask is just going to make them double down. Uh, especially if it comes from a
1: politician, I can assure you. So – How many people do you see that, with a single mask, don't actually have it on their mouth and nose, but they're wearing it as a chin strap? How many, right? (laughs) Like a beard protector for a food worker, a chef or something. That's what it reminds me of. So, I think people are just done. They're over it. Uh, Not particularly opining on if that's good or bad, I'm just making an observation that I think a lot of people are really done with it. Yeah, so Fauci did say an estimated 70 to 85 percent of the adult population will need to be vaccinated. That's his estimate. And yeah, so here's kind of his non-clinical assessment of it. Quote, where the level of virus is so low, it's not a threat at all. Then at that point, you could start thinking in terms of not having to have uh, a uniform wearing of masks. But we're certainly not there yet. So the data with respect to folks being willing to receive the vaccine, that that has changed based on some polls from uh, Kaiser and Stat. They say that's improved from 39% willing to take the vaccine a month ago to now 49%, and those opposed went from 38 down to 32%. Actually, it was CDC poll that they used for that information. Their main concern, safety, side effects, how quickly the vaccines were developed, and the folks most... Opposed to it, younger adults, women, black adults, adults living outside cities, and adults with less education, lower income, and health insurance. Interesting analysis. Stay with us as the lion sleeps tonight. We'll be back with more on the JT show. You're
0: listening to WFMN Flora Jackson,
1: Super Talk, Mississippi,
0: powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
18: Fox News, I'm Lillian Wu. Democrats up first to make their case in the second impeachment trial of former President Trump, accused of inciting the Capitol riot. Donald
4: Trump surrendered his role as commander-in-chief
12: and became the inciter-in-chief of a dangerous
18: insurrection. Lead impeachment manager Jamie Raskin. Both sides will have 16 hours to make their arguments. After managers rest their case, it will be the defense's turn. Then senators will have an opportunity to ask questions. A final vote could come within a week. Fox is Rachel Sutherland and the federal government is partnering with Texas to build three mass COVID vaccination sites able to administer 10,000 shots a day. This comes a week after the announcement it would create similar sites in California. America's listening to Fox News.
14: The idea of abolishing the state's income tax is starting to receive major support. Douglas Carswell, president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Public Policy, thinks it's time.
12: If more people in Mississippi are able to keep more of their own money, money that they've earned, and spend it on their priorities, they usually do a better job of spending their money than state politicians manage.
14: He said the fastest-growing states in the South, like Texas, Florida, and Tennessee, don't have an income tax. Sex traffickers can be male or, surprisingly female. Most recently, a woman from Memphis allegedly forced a 17-year-old to perform sex for money. WREG reports that the victim, who was found in a motel, was able to call police when she was left alone. 30-year-old Michelle Nichols Brownlee was arrested and charged with trafficking. I'm Kelly Bennett, Supertalk Mississippi News.
22: The 2021 Honda Pioneer lineup is here to make life work of a job and add a heavy dose of fun to your day off. Every Pioneer side by side is stocked full of smart technology, responsive power, and Honda's hallmark of engineering excellence. The only thing left to add is you. Then you'll understand how life is better on a Honda. For your safety, read the owner's manual, wear a helmet, and eye protection. Always wear your seatbelt and keep the side nets and doors closed. Pioneers are for drivers 16 years and older. Are you stuck
12: inside but still looking for bargains on new and secondhand goods? Try HiBid.com, the online auction site for just about anything. HiBid.com offers a safe and easy way to find hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. From rare coins to fine jewelry, tools to vintage toys, and classic cars to real estate. Hybit.com has it all. Hybit.com makes it easy to find what you're looking for. And the site is simple to use. Come to HiBid.com. That's H-I-B-I-D.com. And start discovering great deals today.
14: Alcorn State is opting out of the upcoming spring football season.
12: Due to concerns regarding the ongoing pandemic, the Braves announced late Tuesday that they will not participate in the SWAC six-game conference-only schedule that's set to
14: begin later this month. Head coach Fred McNair said they'll instead have spring practice in
6: order to prepare for the fall.
14: Funding for our state parks has been cut by 60% over the past 20 years. There are several bills moving through the legislature that are aimed at bringing them up to date, making improvements. One of those proposals involves privatizing the park system. That's something Representative Tom Miles is against.
7: You don't have to privatize and just quit on the state parks just because we may have quit on them on funding in the past. Maybe we just need to reinvest in them
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, Super Talk Mississippi News.
7: As stewards of the land, we know you are all-stars, so leave it up to us at Mississippi, Arkansas Ag for your John Deere all-star package. The 3025E tractor plus loader, box plate, rotary cutter, and a trailer will keep you ahead of the game at just $349 per month. Leave it up to us or visit any of our 16 locations or agup.com for more information. Offer ends 1031-2021. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details.
0: JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi, real talk for real Mississippians. Now, here's your host, JT. JT.
1: On the J.T. Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard Rhino in the studio on this Wednesday, crossing into the afternoon, joining us now in the studio, the president of Empower Mississippi, my good friend Russ Latino. Afternoon, Russ, thanks for joining us. Good afternoon, thank you for having me. So a lot of stuff, first of all, going on down at the Capitol, uh, here in the great state of Mississippi, with respect to some legislation, certainly that Empower has
19: uh, an interest in. Uh, Some bills uh, on the House side, on the Senate side. Yeah, there's great legislation out there this year. Uh, You know, I think a lot of people expected it to be a relatively quiet year with COVID. Uh, In a lot of ways, I think legislators have come with some really innovative, bold uh, concepts. And so you look in the House. We talked about last week the great day of deregulation in the House last (laughs) Wednesday Uh, where they had four bills that really are calculated to increase the job environment or job opportunity environment in Mississippi. Um, dealing with occupational licensing. And so licensing literally is just a government permission slip to work. Uh, it's very frequently used by people who are already in the industry to keep competitors out of the industry by setting really high barriers to entry around training and fees and continuing education and things that really aren't rationally related to the profession uh, in a lot of cases. And so we saw four good bills. Uh, the Speaker of the House had a great bill to eliminate some licensings on things like interior decorators. Um, which, you know, uh, what's the worst thing that can happen if you hire a bad interior decorator? Is you get bad shag carpeting or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's not something the government should be regulating. And so we're super, uh, excited about that piece of legislation. Uh, Representative Becky Curry has a universal recognition bill to allow people who are moving in from other states that have experience and qualifications and and certification in other states uh, to be recognized in Mississippi. That will be good for the people in Mississippi that will be served by these professionals. Ultimately good for for lowering barriers for more people to move into the state as well. Um, And Senator Kevin Blackwell has a very similar bill that we're following that should be on the floor today or tomorrow. Um, both good pieces of legislation, and then the the two others are healthcare care uh, licensing issues around nurse practitioners and full practice authority and optometrists, which I know has gotten a decent amount of play, but we're we're supportive of of all four of those pieces of legislation as a way to increase uh, job opportunities in Mississippi and ultimately increase access to health care at a price that people can afford.
1: yeah, I'm really kind of surprised that all of that seem to finally gel and come together at the same time. Because these are things that have, have been advocated for for some time.
19: Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's just a great sign that, um, one, that there's recognition that we're probably overregulating in the state and that it does have an economic impact, a negative economic impact on the people of Mississippi. Um, but also it's a sign that, you know, persistence pays off and that, you know, oftentimes people get discouraged because in one legislative session they don't see everything that they want to happen. Yeah. The reality is it takes time to convince people that these are good ideas. It takes time to gather the data that proves that they're good ideas. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, it's not me or you that has to make the vote and then own the accountability for the vote. It's the people in the legislature, and they all have different ideas about how things work. And so it is a process. Um, but it is a an exciting process when you see years of thought and work uh, culminate in several really good pieces of legislation that we think will help move Mississippi forward. So
1: I think there has been, if I'm not mistaken, a motion filed by Representative Stacy Wilkes with respect to massage therapists as perhaps excluding them from uh, eliminating the licensing requirement. What, what do you know about that?
19: Yeah, you know, this is uh this is not an abnormal uh procedure, right? Somebody has a particular problem with a bill, they want to get it held for a little while. Um as a way to signal the problem. I think the bill will continue moving I think there will be debate about whether or not certain things need to be uh, restricted or whether or not there need to be changes in the legislation, and that's natural. I would just say around massage therapy that there's there's really very little evidence to support this idea um, that unlicensed massage therapists somehow leads to additional criminal activity. Um, there are other states that don't license massage therapists, and um, th- that's not been their experience. And so... Um, You know, what you will find is that the people in certain industries begin to believe that the regulations that they themselves have created for their own industry are somehow unique. Yeah. Um, And so literally, you know, art therapists, massage therapists, auctioneers, on down the list of people uh, that were in that bill – you know, every single one of them would say to you, "Well, yeah, I agree with you on deregulation of those other professions, but my my profession is different." Um, it, it reminds me of a conversation that I once had with Congressman Greg Harper, uh, who told me that every single person that came to his office would say, "Man, you got to get this government spending under control." just not on my program <laughs> of course and it's death by a thousand paper cuts and so when you've got a hundred and eighteen thousand regulations on the books millions of pages of regulations on the books um you know at, at some point you've got to be willing to make bold moves and then you can make adjustments as you go um and, and i applaud the house for starting bold i i have no doubt that there'll be some give and take along the process uh but it's a positive step in the right direction
1: yeah agree so one that did not seem to make the cut again, that really disappointed me, was the certificate of deed loss. Why? What's the deal? How, how can we, how can we sort of advertise our state and promote our state? Not only is conservative, but we've got arguably the more conservative party, which owns the governor's mansion and both chambers under the capitol with super majorities. Yet we have this, what I believe is onerous. Regulation that interferes with a market.
19: Yeah, you know, certificate of need is a big one. I think if you looked at um, at sort of the history of certificate of need, what you would see is that at the time that it was originally sort of envisioned, it was envisioned as a way to make sure that people would make healthcare investments, right? Like, we need you to build a hospital in this community. Um, we're essentially going to give you protection from competition so that you feel comfortable making that investment. Um, the interesting thing is, within a few years after the federal government issued a CON mandate, in a bipartisan fashion, uh, when Ronald Reagan was president and Tip O'Neill was was speaker, they came together and said, you know what, we were wrong about this. It's just not working. Um, it's it's met none of the objectives that we set. So the federal government did something weird. They actually revoked a government program, yeah. which is not the norm, right? Yep. Uh, but the problem was that by then there were entrenched interests in each state that had figured out that they benefited from it. And so a lot of ways we locked ourselves into sort of like a 1980 shopping mall model um, because we're not Allowing for the natural evolution of the medical profession uh, by restricting things like ambulatory surgical centers, um, the ability of people to use certain procedures, certain testing diagnostics. Um, and so, you know, I, I think where I am on this is if you look at some of the legislation on expanding full practice authority or granting full practice authority for nurse practitioners, if you look at some of the telehealth progress that's been made. I'm heartened that the state is moving in the right direction. Uh, I told somebody the other day, it really is one thing at a time when, when you're thinking about how do we get to a place of being more competitive uh, and you got to walk before you run. And I think a lot of ways we're, we're walking at a good clip right now. So I'm proud of where we are. I think long term we've got to figure out Uh, not only how do we increase supply of health care and what are the restrictions that we place on it that prevent the supply from being increased, but how do we remove those barriers that literally prevent innovation, and that con is one of those things.
1: Yeah, and that's always the concern is, you know, in my view, and I think you you share this as well, you want to reduce the cost of care. That's only done through innovation in both uh, therapies, treatments, uh, prevention, and the mechanism to deliver it and consume it. Uh, Telehealth is an example of that, and that's really, frankly, a small example of that. There are tons of other things being developed. Government seems to think it's got to get itself involved in the pricing of health care and who is authorized to deliver it and the source of that delivery, but way too much focus on insurance and not enough about the derivative, essentially, that's associated
19: with it, which is
1: the delivery of care and the consumption of it. And this just impairs that.
19: No, no doubt. For decades now, the debate around health care has been focused on how do we pay for a really expensive system of health care that's broken instead of, well, why is it expensive in the first place? And, and there are two things that drive up the price of anything, right? If you remember back to Economics 101, it's like if you have a restricted supply and artificially increased demand, the price is going to be very high. No question. And so we're doing both things through bad policy, and then we look around and say, well, why is it so high? It's because of the stuff we're doing.
1: Unbelievable. Can you hang with us for yeah, more? Yeah, absolutely. we got Russ Latino in the studio. Stay with us here on the JT Show. Gerard and Rhino will be right back. A year into my retirement, I started getting short of breath, so I went to St. Dominic's. It turns out that my heart needed some major repair. Thanks to the amazing care that I got at St. Dominic's, I survived double bypass surgery. God was working through the doctors and nurses, and now my heart is working the way it should.
17: I have finished my physical therapy at St. Dominic's, and I am now back to enjoying my retirement
13: again.
21: St. Dominic's. Skilled Hands. Compassionate hearts.
8: Get ready for Trustmark Park College Baseball. Featuring the only college baseball game of the season to be played at Trustmark Park. Mississippi State plays University of Southern Mississippi Tuesday, March 2nd at Trustmark Park. The game starts at 6 p.m. Tickets on sale at
7: Ticketmaster.com or the Trustmark Park box office. Fun for the whole family. Get your tickets now. Trustmark College Baseball. Featuring Mississippi State versus University of Southern Mississippi. A Spectrum Event Production.
11: Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: GT. how provocative can he be? The GT Show. PG-13. Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go!
20: Up in he just wants to be heard whether it's the beat the mic, he feels so unlike Everybody this is your kind
19: music, alone,
1: of music isn't it negative <laughs> <laughs> oh geez gerard rhino in the studio the jt show russ latino president of empower mississippi having a little offline discussion that is related to our previous discussion about the coming cashless society, is what I see it, and concerns from our listeners about government tracking you and so forth. And those are, those are warranted uh, concerns, I think they are. My bigger concern, as I, as I shared with Russ off the air, was when you got folks like Bank of America and Big Tech in bed with the government. Uh, I, I get my ears perk up, and, and my senses, uh, I think, turn to that as a concern. But then I have concerns about government stepping in and regulating them as well. And you know, I've talked about that uh, quite a bit. It's That's not the best situation either. It's a tough one. We need more of them is what we need to stir up the market. And I think you're going to see it. I honestly do.
2: Yeah.
19: I mean, I think a lot of times people have these fears, uh, particularly around monop- monopoly force, and there's no greater monopoly force in the world than government, right? Yeah. Um, they have absolutely a, a monopoly on the use of force. No question. Um, but there are reasons to be uh, optimistic when you see – you know, you I've talked about this, the turnover of big companies. Like, people today – are scared of how big some of these companies are. Well, the companies that were as big as Amazon 20 or 30 years ago are, are nowhere to be found now.
1: I still believe that's coming. Talked about it on the air today. We won't remember Jeff Bezos. That's not that we won't remember. He won't be the central figure, sure. nor will Elon Musk, in five, seven years. Somebody else is going to emerge with something, again, as a twinkle in somebody's eyes, I like to describe it. We can't even envision
19: yeah, somewhere in some garage right now. What's the what's the old cliche? There's somebody sitting there thinking about how to knock these guys off. No question. Um, and one of them will.
1: And and going to get ridiculously wealthy doing it. I still believe that the first trillionaire in our history is breathing on the planet right now. Might be in a stroller somewhere, but somebody's going to figure something out that's going to make them a trillionaire. Where's Muck's? Just under $200 billion yeah, right now, yeah. I think. So, so he's
19: like one-fifth of a trillionaire. Come yeah. on, that's petty. Look, if it's you, <laughs> I, I want an invitation to your, uh, to your Hampton abode. What was it uh, Chamath said that he was going to uh, buy the entire island? Uh, yeah. And turn it to the uh, chamamphans or whatever. He's <laughs> a own. big investor. You know, you know what I'm talking about, Palabatia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his own species.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, Thomas and Greenwood, whom I believe you know, wants to know uh, back to the matters here inside the state of Mississippi. Can you comment on the claims? That the quality of medical treatment in Mississippi would decline without the mandated collaborative agreements between the uh, nurse practitioners and physicians. That's boy, what, can that's what exists. Boy, can I?
19: Does he have, how long does he have? How <laughs> I long was going to say,
1: have? Thomas, if you've not read some of Russ's uh, commentary and works on the on the matter or heard him, he is uh, he's expressed his views on that quite well succinctly and articulately.
19: Let, let me say this: so all fifty states in the United States have nurse practitioners uh, that get an additional master's or doctorate degree uh, to be in a place to dispense primary care. They're trained to dispense primary care. And in all 50 states, they're able to write prescriptions. In 45 of 50 states, they're able to see patients and deliver primary care without physicians present. Mississippi is one of those 45 states, and then in about half the states they have something called full practice authority. All that really means is that they don't have to practice with a collaborative agreement with a physician. So, Mississippi is a collaborative agreement state, um, and and what that means is right now, as we sit today, nurse practitioners are providing primary care at a two-to-one ratio to physicians. Plenty of people who are listening right now get their primary care from a nurse practitioner and not from a doctor. If you're a Medicare or Medicaid patient, then you know that nurse practitioners are accepting new patients way more than doctors are because there are more of them to be able to do it. Um, So the reality is nurse practitioners are already providing primary care in Mississippi. The question is, does this collaborative agreement add some sort of quality check So you got to understand what the collaborative agreement is. It says that a physician has to review 10% of a nurse practitioner's charts or 20 charts, whichever is less, once a month. So that means that 10% or 20 charts, whichever is less, are getting reviewed weeks after nurse practitioners have treated and and seen patients on their way. Um, And there's substantial data that shows... That, one, the quality of care is high, both in states that have full practice authority and states that don't, as being delivered from nurse practitioners. Um, And, two, that there's no fall-off in quality in those states where the collaborative agreements don't exist. Um, And so... You know, study after study has indicated this. It's also indicated that it, it leads to increases in the number of visits that patients are having. Uh, so 11% more people get regular evaluations in states that have full practice authority. Use of emergency rooms goes down by 29% in states that have full practice authority, which is significant. And very uh, expensive, by and, the way. And very expensive, particularly if the state is paying for it with Medicaid or, or Medicare. Um, the, the other thing that we see is that the, the removal of the collaborative agreement, which is very, very expensive, leads to more nurse practitioners um, taking up home in the state where the full practice authority exists. So Arizona, as an example, saw a 73% bump in nurse practitioners serving rural underserved areas. Um, that's a mouthful, but the essence of it is there's no evidence of a quality drop-off in 20, 25-plus states have done this um, Two. Mississippians are already being served by nurse practitioners at a 2-to-1 ratio for primary care. And three, the collaborative agreement is really a retrospective audit of a very small number of files that has nothing to do with the actual treatment the nurse practitioners are giving.
1: And really, Russ, to a great extent, for many Mississippians, particularly those in the rural underserved area, underserved from a medical perspective, the choice is nurse practitioners are no care. So... If you want to draw a line in the sand and say, no, they have to have these collaborative agreements or we have to have a physician in those areas, well, we're not really forcing people, physicians, for example, to move to those areas, and it's underserved and there's no health care being dispensed. And then people have conditions that could be treated and addressed by an NP to prevent those conditions from worsening and causing more expensive and more serious conditions down the road. Just simple stuff, hypertension, diabetes, a major problem and contributor to poor health outcomes.
19: Well, you think about what, what happens when you go to get primary care, whether it's from a nurse practitioner or a primary care physician. It's, I've got a cold, I've got a cough, I need antibiotics, or it's management of... Um, chronic conditions like hypertension or diabetes. And the third thing is the ability to recognize that this is something that goes beyond my skill set or beyond my expertise and send it on off the line. Um, and so somebody told me the other day, well, you wouldn't want your nurse practitioner conducting cardiac surgery on sure. you. Of course not. No, None of them are suggesting that they should. But the truth is I wouldn't want my primary care physician conducting cardiac surgery on me either. Um, and so it's really to your point not a doctor versus nurses thing it's a we have the worst shortage of healthcare providers in the country in the state of mississippi how do we make sure that it's a choice between a qualified health care provider like a nurse practitioner um versus nothing right and the nothing is unacceptable um so we think it's a, it's a no-brainer. There's plenty of academic studies to back up the point that you end up with more supply of health care at a lower cost, better access for people, yeah. and you don't see a drop-off in the quality of care. Um, really, the question is, are we willing to continue to be the worst access state in the country? Um, because we think that so much value is added by somebody looking at charts weeks after treatment has been given, I think the answer to that has to be no if you care about the health care of the, of the patients in the state of Mississippi.
1: And I think another point is we're not blazing any trails here. We're not. And uh, that you have to look at, at uh, outcomes in other states that have uh, enacted similar uh, legislation to further enable um, the nurse practitioners for full scope. So I, it just makes sense to me. It's can be protectionism to some extent which is a, just a problem in our state and I, and I, and that's not to say that we don't share the concerns i have many physician friends that i've talked to at length about this and they have concerns and i and i get it um, and they have concerns that the nurse practitioners don't engage in enough clinical training don't don't do enough practical training but and after the break if you can stay around we'll talk about that a little sure. bit more Russ Latino in the studio, president of Empower Mississippi. We'll be right back.
2: Just one thing before I-
6: Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental, where we create a comfortable environment for our patients. Capital Dental offers general and family dentistry and teeth whitening. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive.
23: Quality preschool, toddler, and infant care. Little Acorns Child Development Center. Now accepting applications for toddlers and infants. 601-965-5002. Little Acorns Child Development Center. 100 West Capitol Street in downtown Jackson at the Dr. A.H. McCoy Federal Building. We're accepting applications for both federal and non-federal children. You will go crazy for Little Acorns, where me, Sammy the Squirrel, will provide tons of fun, fun, fun. Here at Little Acorns, we provide developmentally appropriate curriculums, low staff-to-child ratios, degreed early childhood teachers in all rooms, delicious, healthy breakfast, lunch, and snacks, all teachers certified in infant and Child CPR and pediatric first aid. Designated drop off with health safety temperature screenings at our safe, secure, modern, and spacious facility. Call now for a spot for your little acorn today. 601 965 5002. Tell them Sammy sent you.
8: This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you
10: agree?
3: Madison Sellers proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and
8: spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Sellers Premium Wine and Spirits. Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center.
17: Carter Jewelers is giving away roses and kisses with every jewelry purchase, and when you draw your Hershey's Kiss, you'll receive extra discounts up to 30% depending on the color of your kiss. These additional Kiss Discounts apply to all the jewelry in our stores, including jewelry with second and third markdowns, all engagement rings, loose diamonds, and hundreds of pieces of fine jewelry marked down under $100 and under $200. These Kiss Discounts also come with a half dozen roses from our friends at Greenbrook Flowers during this massive clearance sale, which add up to Incredible savings store-wide. We have 18 months interest-free financing, layaway, and no credit check financing. Thank you to our friends who have voted us best of Jackson for the last three years with the Jackson Free Press. So KISS discounts up to 30% off free roses as Carter Jewelers at the corner of State and High Street, downtown Jackson, and the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. I'm
14: Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The idea of abolishing the state's income tax is starting to receive major support. Douglas Carswell, president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Public Policy, thinks it's time.
12: If more people in Mississippi are able to keep more of their own money, money that they've earned, and spend it on their priorities, they usually do a better job of spending their money than state politicians manage.
14: He said the fastest growing states in the South, like Texas, Florida, and Tennessee, don't have an income tax. Sex traffickers can be male or surprisingly, female. Most recently, a woman from Memphis allegedly forced a 17-year-old to perform sex for money. WREG reports that the victim, who was found in a motel, was able to call police when she was left alone. 30-year-old Michelle Nichols Brownlee was arrested and charged with trafficking. I'm Kelly Bennett, Supertalk Mississippi News.
6: Confidence. Peace of mind. A way forward. During
3: tough times, these are the things we all want with the personalized help of a Trustmark Relationship Manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn
20: more at Trustmark.com slash business. C Spire 5G. We're building a fast, powerful 5G network to bring you faster phones you heard right c Spire 5g phones faster saying it anymore would be c Spire 5g faster phones no bull for a limited time get our best 5g phone free with trade-in
0: for hanging out with JT and Rhino. You've got the JT Show. We're glad you came as you are. We just want you to enjoy yourself. Roger that. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Him
1: Roger Daugherty, Pete Townsend of The Who.
19: By the way, Russ, this is my kind of music. No, I know. that, and, and I just figured Journey would play between every uh, segment. Uh, it's like, here's another Journey song.
1: <laughs> that being my favorite uh, band, as Russ knows. Uh, sometimes uh, Rhino will accommodate. But Badfinger, by the way, who we played as we bumped out, uh, one of my favorite groups from the 70s, Tragic ending. I was talking to Russ about two of their members. Look it up, Rhino. A couple of their members, I think, committed suicide as a result of learning that their agent had absconded with their wealth entrusted them.
19: The young lads did. You see that? You know, Rhino, if you're looking for other music that Gerard really likes, Drake is pretty high on his list. (laughs) Negative. Uh, My my daughter... The Weeknd? Yeah, she
1: scolded me on that because I didn't really care for it. She says it's some of her favorite music. (laughs) Amanda from Pike County. Which came first, Pinball Wizard Song or the Horrible Movie? Yeah, I don't... I'm not sure.
3: Exactly, oh, yeah, they made a whole I remember movie that. that was strange.
1: Goofy. So, Russ, uh, while we got you in the studio here, you're probably paying a little bit of attention to, or maybe you're not, the impeachment proceedings up in Washington. Let's turn our focus to what's happening in the nation's capital. Yeah. Did you happen to catch uh, Bruce Castor's opening, remo- opening statements, his 45-minute soliloquy, Bruce being the uh, lawyer? for the president the former president what was this the guy that read longfellow yeah, yeah uh, no, and I talked don't. about listening to records of, of
19: <laughs> <speeches>. well <laughs> all i know is that it was a very emotional recitation of of a poem from the era of abraham lincoln um i, I watched a little bit of it i mean i think you know you, you and i have talked about this It's a political sideshow on on both accounts and um you know, there's been a lot of debate as to whether or not this is even constitutional to proceed with a trial uh, for someone who is no longer in office. The truth is the Senate has actually done this before, uh, not with the president, but with uh, some cabinet members before who were removed from office and then still went through with an a impeachment trial to try and convict. Um, and, and the argument is that because one of the consequences of a conviction uh, is that you can't run for office, that it's not moot. Okay. Um, now, the flip side is there is language, uh, you know, in the Constitution that would suggest that what we're talking about is not only preventing someone from running from office again, but also removing them from office right. Um You know, irrespective of where you come down on the is it constitutional or not constitutional, um, kind of what I told somebody last night, there's a difference between permissible and advisable. Even if it's permissible, it's probably not advisable. It's a colossal waste of time. We know the high-water mark is 56 senators. It takes 67 for them to vote to convict. They won't get a conviction. In fact, I think you'll end up with 52 or 53 senators voting to convict at the end of the day. Hmm. Um, I think there were some people who voted to hear the evidence uh, because they believe that it's constitutional to proceed, um, but the the silver lining, if you're a silver lining kind of guy and I try to be um, is that this massive distraction is a distraction from the agenda of uh, people that I disagree with. so if you're if you're President Biden and you had a first hundred days plan, um, to do some, and by the way, the first hundred days is when aggressive things happen in presidencies right uh, After that, it gets hard, the battle lines get drawn. Uh, if the plan is to waste that first hundred days uh, not pushing an agenda and instead having a trial that 's not going to yield the result they want, then in some ways, the end result of it is a is a net positive it 's kind of like what we used to talk about. Uh, people used to cry about whether it was President Obama or President Trump, depending on their political ideology. Oh, he goes and plays golf too much, or he goes on vacations too much, and I would sit there and celebrate that. It's like, okay, that means that Washington isn't doing more damage (laughs) to us in the states, and we can focus on our own lives and our own families and getting things done in our own communities. And so that's the silver lining if you're looking for a silver silver lining in what is otherwise political kabuki theater.
1: Yeah, and so Senator Cassidy was uh the little bit of a surprise yesterday in the first round over in the senate five senators in the republican party broke ranks and uh supported so i'm not exactly sure the difference between the first round and second round from a legal perspective but that was what a week or so ago and so now we have six bringing the total to 56 as you indicated the high watermark at this point but needing 67 for a conviction. Senator Cassidy said, I just consider myself an impartial juror here at this point. I just think on that basis the uh, the trial should proceed. But Castor, uh, he <laughs> apparently the former president was not happy about his performance. And i got to tell you, I listened to the entire 45 minutes, and it was deep into the legal weeds this guy's obviously very skilled constitutional attorney and kind of had to process what he was saying because it it got a little cryptic from a legal perspective at least i thought and i don't i don't listen to lawyers every day as a as a matter of career but it's almost like he acknowledged the president lost And that's what got Trump all mad, and the Democrats are seizing on that. Where is this going? How long is this thing going to last, do you think?
19: You know, I I don't know the answer to that. From a a conservative uh, perspective, from the perspective of somebody that's been in the Republican Party and worked in the Republican Party for a number of years... um, you know, my extreme preference would be that we would be focused on rebuilding, um, and reasserting the importance of conservative principles and values in the way that we operate and the kinds of policy that we get behind. I think the longer we kind of buy into the circus, the harder it is for us to come back. Um, and the reality is that we, a, as a conservative, we've got to find a way to rally back because right now the coalition that has historically allowed for conservative ideas to have a seat at the table is fractured, yeah, and it's fractured badly. Um, yeah. And so the the question is what is what is the path that gets us back on track? Um, I tend to believe that's a forward looking path and not a backwards looking path.
1: It just seems like our politics has devolved to a point where we focus on personalities and emotion and not on policy but it's it's almost a little pernicious isn't it because in the meantime we've got the president signing off on this 45 or so executive orders and we've got all sorts of other legislation brewing in the background and it's not getting any attention it doesn't appear and and so and maybe that's part of the plan i don't know is to is to divide and to divert attention away from those critical
19: important matters which do affect us. Yeah, you know, I I think you're right to be concerned about sort of a distraction or a card game or shell game being played. You know, for, for our part in Empower, we're really focused on how do we increase opportunity for jobs in the state of Mississippi. How do we expand access to quality health care? Yeah. How do we make sure that kids have the best opportunity they can to learn in school? Uh, you know, obviously, we've been providing leadership on the idea of eliminating the income tax for the last several months. It's something that I've talked about going on for a decade I'm super excited to see the governor and the speaker talking about that as a policy priority. So there's lots of good things that can happen in Mississippi yep. if we don't take our eye off the ball. That doesn't mean we can ignore what's going on in D.C., but I do think we've got to recognize that we, we can't look to Washington to solve our problems. You know, The problems that we have in the state of Mississippi are going to be solved from people in Mississippi who care about the future of the state rising up and fixing things, Um And that's what we're trying to do. Um, that's the whole essence of what we do at Empower. And I'd invite people, uh, who are listening to go to empowerms.org. Uh, we 've got uh, just a ton of content there on the things that we 're working on we 've done deep dives on this income tax issue because we think it 's that important. You know mm-hmm. I know it 's very easy as a conservative to say let 's just cut taxes, but the reality is it 's more complicated than that right uh, You do have to figure out a way to do it responsibly, a way not to fall in the traps that some other states have fallen into um, and and so what we 're trying to do is bring things from that platitude level down to a research and understanding level, and really be able to drive a thoughtful conversation about how you fix problems that help all Mississippians rise. Right, which is the uh, the
1: central mission of Empower. And, and there's still runway and lots of things we can do with respect to that, notwithstanding the federal government. I, I do uh, lay awake at night, worry about uh, them expanding their power and their control at the state level. Not a whole lot we can do about that at this point. We just got to keep plowing along, as as you suggested, Russ. Here in the state of Mississippi, it it does appear that removing the income tax. Got just a second here before we go to break. Is getting
19: traction, though. Is repealing it, eliminating it. Is getting some traction, wouldn't you say? I think there are people who are incredibly interested in how you would do that successfully. Yeah. And they're, they're asking the right questions and thinking about it the right way based on what I've seen. Uh, and we look forward to being a good partner in that. Sounds good. Russ Latino, president of Empower
1: Mississippi. Thanks, Russ, for all you do for the great state of Mississippi. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be back. Final segment on the JT Show. Stay with us.
9: I wish there was a place
12: where we could sample wines before we buy.
9: There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine glides, and the food is terrific.
13: Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling Models, with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra. The world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland.
5: Insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts and doors, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South and Crossgates. Check them out on the web at www.venableglass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601 605 4443
21: Com.
12: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: For a complete transcript of today's show, write down everything you hear. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi.
15: 1425 and 8 I throw a rock and roll party on my last birthday, but it's good. I'm rocking my life away. I've been moving and grooving and I'm getting both night and day. I got a gal called Nellie. She's a chili pepper hot. She knows how to roll. A killer knows how to rock, and I'm rocking, rock, rocking, my life away. Welcome
1: back to JT Show Super Talk, Mississippi. So we were talking about just how rapidly things evolve, and you got Musk and Bezos, two present captains of industry, and my theory that they will become uh, less prevalent as new technologies, new innovations consume our wallet share. But you made the point, GE, 10, 20 years ago. Exxon, Mobil, the big oil companies, yeah, See, very similar. And the only difference is it ain't going to take 10 or 20 years. The cycle times continue to shorten and as a Before as a
3: them, you had, what, standard oil? Yeah, that's right. I mean, you you had titans of industry for as long as there have been industry. <laughs> that's right. But the, uh, natural
1: cycles of uh, changes. Yeah, the boom-bust cycle of
3: capitalism. Sure. Winners and losers. It's always better than the slow, miserable trudge of socialism.
1: Which, where everybody's a loser. It's uh, It seeks egalitarianism. Unfortunately, the common denominator is misery. Egalitarian misery. So Gary in the Berg is, is uh, texting us. He's concerned about this transition to electronic payment. Debit, credit cards, etc., and cryptocurrency. I mean, go down the list. D- digital money, and uh, concerned about that giving way, or cash giving way to that, I should say. And he says conservatives should make at least 30 percent of their purchases in cash. This will help preserve cash. It's an option that retailers should mount a campaign to oppose electronic money. Is the only option available when electronics fail. Or are disabled? Cash will keep commerce alive, and the government can't control your spending. Differ with you on that, Gary. If the electronic systems fail, cash won't be usable either. Uh, there, there, there's no aspect of commerce in the world that does not rely and rely heavenly, uh, heavily, 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 <laughs> heavily on uh, electronic systems. And and if if the banking systems fail, there's no use of cash. Nobody's going to
3: take anything. So it's um I think it means more in the terms of like a natural disaster like a Katrina, where the the a t m machines aren't working, oh, the, I see. The, the debit card readers aren't working, but you could still have a cash box.
1: I got you what oh how much do you store and and how i mean how how long would that tide you over it's it's um might be a a short term solution, I guess, very very short term, but uh, you know, and maybe. Sellers would figure it out, but in general, even the smallest sellers are incredibly heavily reliant on electronic systems, most of which are in clouds. That's why, in in fact, that's why we have an adoption, a rapid adoption of cloud technologies is because it's not one point of failure. It's the resiliency associated with that. And the same is true for connectivity. So the good news there is—it's one of the selling features of
3: cryptocurrency.
1: That's exactly right.
3: And Decentralization
1: and eliminates the government out of it and governments out of the transaction. So gold is safe, no? From um, also on, from the nine hundred one. Precious
3: seen. metals will always be precious metals.
1: Yeah, it's just a matter. Anything safe that another person will take, another party will accept as payment. I, I don't know if
3: somebody would take gold or not. It just depends on... I mean, there are economies in the world where gold is more prevalent as a currency. You you looked at the Middle East and Dubai and the United Arab Emirates. They have the equivalent of a vending machine, but it's actually an ATM where you scan your electronic currency, whether it be a debit card or cryptocurrency or whatever, and it spits out gold bars Yeah, at the value of the current market. Right. And then you, you go. can go buy stuff with those gold bars. Hmm. That's well, also in an economy where they're constantly racing each other over who has the tallest skyscraper because they were just <laughs> sitting on tons of oil money. Yeah,
1: not not anymore. That
3: situation oh, somewhat yeah, that, changed. That has but, definitely gone downhill. Where, what was it? Five years ago, there was the big push. They were going to have the first kilometer tall skyscraper, or yeah. man-made object, and now it's just kind of sitting there on hold.
1: Yeah, Dubai. They were even running commercials on YouTube, the Spire
3: or something like that. Yeah,
1: that's right. And they had the island, a sort of a pre-planned island. They had aerial views of. it. They were promoting by real estate there and that kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, they
3: made the whole the island the 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 world. Yeah, that's made right. Out of man-made islands, <laughs> so you could buy part of a country.
1: That's exactly right. And they were, I'm telling you, they were running ads on uh, on YouTube come to my dubai it'd be a dubai national that would was like taking people around tourists around showing the splendor of dubai uh, they've got a like a mall that has an indoor snow skiing oh yeah Do you remember that
3: <laughs> they stole that idea from tokyo that's been around since ah. the 90s in tokyo
1: okay i'm in construction we take eggs chicken cows and horses there you go <laughs> on the text line We got remotes tomorrow, Mississippi Ag Remote, Carter Jewelers on Friday. I'll be back Monday. Stay safe. God bless.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi Ah. Media Production.